Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegirard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of Authors on the Air Global Network. Today's guest is Samantha M. Bailey. Sam is the USA Today and number one nationally best-selling author of Woman on the Edge, which has sold in 11 countries to date. She's also a journalist and freelance editor. Her work has appeared in Now Magazine, The Village Post, The Thrill Begins, and The Crime Hub, among other publications. Watch out for her, which is her new release, is on sale April 26th, which will actually be happening before you see this live podcast or recorded podcast. And this is her second novel. Sam lives in Toronto, where she can usually be found tapping away at her computer or curled up on her couch with a book, A Woman After My Own Heart. Welcome, Sam. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so happy to be here with you. So fun. Okay, so first and foremost, tell our listeners a little bit about Watch Out For Her. So... Watch out for her. My my uh, second novel, my my pandemic book of, of my heart, um, is the very first book I've set in Canada. So it takes place in Toronto and Vancouver, and it is the story of a middle aged mother named Sarah Goldman, who has been raising her six almost seven year old son. Uh, ever since he was born. She's been a stay-at-home mother ever since he was born. And she comes to a point where she really wants to find herself again, that piece of herself that that she lost. Um, She is a photographer. And so she hires a babysitter for the summer, a 22-year-old medical school student named Holly Monroe, uh, to take care of Jacob so she can return to her first love of photography. And at first, it seems like the perfect arrangement. Um, Jacob and Holly adore each other. And Sarah and Holly form this really special, very fast bond because they're both looking for something they find in each other. And then Sarah, who's a voyeur, (laughs) sees something that she can't unsee. And she feels like she needs to escape from Holly and she and her family moved from um, Vancouver to Toronto. And when they move into their new home, she finds hidden cameras everywhere. And she has to wonder if Holly isn't so far behind after all. That's awesome. Well, and I know that, that the whole nanny cam thing is something I want to talk about because it is, uh, that's it's a little beyond my mother because my kids are a little older. It wasn't such a thing, but um, yeah, it's, it's such a phenomenon. It's really, it was super creepy to get to that Vancouver place and have Sarah realize that is not uh, a smoke detector. That is a freaking right. camera. So was there a seed for this story? Like, where did you get the, uh, the did something happen? What did this, the idea come from? 
Well, and I have to say, I do want to give a disclaimer. I have never used nanny. <laughs> I know you just ever. disclaimer to give. Ever. It is a good disclaimer. I've no never one will ever it. work for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I guess I'm a little older. I don't need them. But yeah. no, I've never, I've never used nanny cam. I can't, but I can't lie. I mean, the urge, the urge um, was there. And I think that's, so that's where the seed of the story came from. But it came from many different things. It wasn't a lightning bolt moment the way Woman on the Edge was. That just hit me. This was a culmination of, of thoughts. Thoughts about what was I going to do for my second novel? Because there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. As you know, on a second novel, on every yes. novel, but a second yeah. novel after, you know, the nice success of a debut. that I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I didn't want to disappoint myself. Um, and the pandemic had, it was, it was right before the pandemic as I started thinking of it. And then the pandemic hit as I was actually writing it. So the idea came from the idea of identity and motherhood yeah right where do we where where are we as mothers where do we find ourselves where's our place where's our own separate self our children come first of course they do and we give them our everything yeah but how do we manage it so we don't completely lose ourselves in their lives so there was that um <laughs> And until the pandemic, I was lucky because that wasn't something I struggled with because I, I did find a balance. And that's, that's a whole other story, not the pandemic. Right. And then, but actually that is that, you know, I think, and I, and I was going to talk, I mean, this is sort of this natural segue into my next question because woman on the edge also deals very strongly, obviously with the issues of motherhood, which I think resonates so much for, um, and, and I think it, it resonates for men as well, particularly of course, men who have children and therefore they have their children have mothers, but it is a thing, you know, I think there's a balance issue for, for some men, but it really strikes us. And I think everything we've read about the pandemic is how, how much sort of more amplified the impact was for women, right? Because yes. we ended up sort of having to, you know, if we had jobs, balance them with homeschooling our children. And, um, and boy, that is, um, that is, that was, I mean, I, I'm like you, my children are, are much older. One of them actually came home from college in the pandemic, which is another oh, yes. sort of stress, but, um, but not little, I, the, the women who had to, you know, have school age children, elementary school or middle school age children at home would have been incredible. So I think it's, it's a very strong, and it comes through very strongly in both of your, in both of your books. Um, and it's a very, like you said, it's a very women, um, a very, you know, women focused uh, issue and a big one. Even those of us, like you said, I mean, you have a balance, but it's not always had, easy, right? Had a balance. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It, it How's the balance in, now? Yeah, no, I, I, I still am I'm, I'm struggling to kind of regain the, the balance. Um, when the pandemic hit, my kids were home. They were nine and 12 at the time. They're almost oh. 12 and almost 15 now. And it was, it was not just you know, the, the physical aspect of being, being there for them. It was the emotional aspect of being yeah. there for them. And so I put, and so all of that, I, 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 I did, I did end up putting it into the book and I did end up identifying and connecting with Sarah in ways I hadn't expected because of it. Yeah. And I then nine yeah, and 12 was young. That's young. You were it was. It. Yeah. at the time they felt very independent, but then of course, yes, there were just so many things that changed, but the other, the other things with the book is the idea, I, I am a worry 
worrier of a mother. <laughs> you know, I might, I might gather that a little bit from, yes. from this book. Um, Sarah definitely worries a lot about, uh, and I think that's another mom thing. So yeah, tell us about what, yes. yeah, what sort of things does, does Sam worry about? Yes, well, Everything. I do, but not, I mean, not to the extent that, that Sarah um, worries and not, you know, I don't have the extreme anxieties mm -hmm. that she has, but there are reasons, there are reasons. They, she, you know, Sarah believes she doesn't know what's happening. Right. Secrets are oh. being, secrets are being kept from her, but she doesn't know who's keeping these secrets and what is happening in her own house. And that can turn you oh, 100%. paranoid. We feel it. We feel it here. And, and sometimes it proves to be something, not, not anything, but sometimes yes. it proves to be something. And, and even when her, when her husband, uh, you know, agrees with her, then you really can feel her like panic rising. Right. Cause he, and he's a good husband. He doesn't sort of dismiss her all the time, which I appreciated, you know, but you know, but he's trying to balance out her, her worries. Yeah. But when he get when he jumps in on the worry train and we're like, Oh God, um, I, I love, I, you know, I was like, wow, Holly is definitely stalking them. That was what, that was my thought for sure. And then yes. of course I won't, Say anymore yeah, because I know it's so nothing, nothing yeah. is what you uh is what you think it is and actually so let's talk about the women again though because holly also um you know my your heart even though you think she's a crazy soccer um my heart breaks for her too right talk about self-worth issues i mean yeah. you know holly is tell us a little bit about holly well that's interesting it goes right back to your question about what what was the seed for this book um, a lot of it has to do with self-worth and the expectations that other people place on you, mm -hmm. both Sarah and Holly and Holly, especially because she's quite young, have so many expectations placed on them by other people. And I think, and this is something I thought a lot about as I was writing this book, that when other people place expectations on you and how you're supposed to live your life and the choices you're supposed to make, what then happens is you're so afraid to disappoint anyone right. that you keep secrets and you hide things mm -hmm. and you hide things from yourself and then your self-worth starts to diminish because you can't trust your own choices and your own gut instincts of, right. of what is right for you because there's so much noise. Right. Around. Especially when you're young, especially if this yeah. happens to you as a kid, which it does for Holly. Clearly, you know, her mother's gone. She has a stepmother um, and she uh is all she really all she wants is her father's um you know his approval that is his approval which is yes yeah which, which is, is all so... tied up in this family business right so if you work in your family business and you're responsible yeah for growing that business yeah but you don't it's... want to be in that business and that's not your dream and that's not your passion then what that does to your self-esteem yeah. and your self-worth is it is it destroys it and so yeah. you're very susceptible to anyone who gives you an ounce of love and attention. Yeah, yeah. And it's 100% clear what, you know, how Sarah and, and Holly are drawn together. And the other thing I think that's interesting about um, Sarah's character is there's a different level in, you know, in my experience, and again, this, I'm, you know, it's all general, but when you have one, when you have two children or three or four or five, there's this, you know, all the worry has to dissipate. You can only really pay attention to so many moving, you know, parts to so many, you know, and I've got two children and 
they they provide me with plenty of concerns, but I'm never worried 100% about one of them at, the at a time. But when you have one one child, you know, the, I, from my friends who are, have, have only children, I notice that it's so much, it's so much, you know, more exaggerated that it, that sort of worry on that one child, which makes Sarah's sort of focus on Jacob, you know, feel very genuine, right? Of course, um, and that you know she has a previous trauma. Um, so there's, you know, there's, she's already been, you know, she's the, the sort of fear of loss, um, or something happening to Jacob is, is amplified for, for, for good reasons. You know, she's, yes. um, yes. that's such a good point. It's almost the way it is. I wonder if with, with like a first book, then maybe once you have, you said, <laughs> you said how many books you fit 15? I have 15. So 15 for you with that 15, like, do you now find it? Like you have to spread your attention over all those books and not just that one book that you wrote. So do you find that? No. <laughs> okay, no. Danielle, but you're not supposed to tell me that. Sorry. What you're supposed to say is, yeah, by the 50s, you're so calm. And it's all, yeah. it's like having six children. It's like having seven children. Eh, it's fine. Everything's yes. fine. I think it's that the difference is that, you know, the idea is that your, your books become, you know, they just become past news in a way that your children don't. Like, you know, you're, it's like the first book is so far back that it's all, it's, it's, it's as though if you have to love your new child the most, you know? So, okay. Lots of things get easier, Sam. It's going to be so easy. <laughs> Next time it's going to be even easier. Um, I, it talked to me about 12. I, I, I am sure you're going to be like, piece of cake. I wrote it last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my agent, my agent, Jenny Bentley, I think it's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten from anybody. Yeah. And she said, because she's brilliant. And, and, you know, she said, I love that. Yeah. She's brilliant. She said, whether it's your first book or your seventh, it never gets easier. Yeah. And That's she's had so over nice. 20 years in this business. And I, it really resonated with me. Yeah. And it, it, it did, it, it calmed me down. It calmed me down. And it's like that with kids, whether it's your first or your seventh, it never gets easier because when you love something, you yeah. want something and you have that yeah. passion and your self-worth is tied to it. Back mm. to the whole concept of self-worth. Yes. Your self-worth is tied to all of that. Then, then it's it's hell. Basically, it's all. It's it all should make the people that leave one star reviews really think about it, right? Of course, you're not going to love every book, and I, yeah. I I have no problem with that. But I think, you know, if you hate a book so much, I think walk away. <laughs> you walk know, it's away. Just like, walk away because it is somebody's baby. It's somebody's baby. One of the things I do think gets easier, um, so you know, the the positive side of this experience yeah. is that I think it's easier to find that comp I mean, it's still hard to work. It's still, you sit, you sit down and you're still like, Oh God, can I do this again? But it's easier to remember, Oh yeah, I can do this because I have done it this many times. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's not like changing a diaper where you really can do it in your sleep. Yeah. Um, I wish it had gotten through me that to that point, And maybe there are people that do that, but, but it is, it does get like, Oh yeah. Okay. You, this is, you always feel this way. You always feel insecure. You always feel lost. You always think you can't do it again, but then it's, it's not a bad thing though, maybe because that fear is what is what fuels how hard we work. I and think that is a hundred percent true. Yeah. I think if you're not a little bit afraid, you're probably not working hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So speaking of your publishing career, because this is your second book, and yes. your first book came out in 2020. Yeah, well, so it came out, it came out oh, in Canada. In, in, yeah. in Canada, November 2019, and I got 
the launch of my dreams that all yeah. my other debut author friends didn't get whose books came out in 2020. So I got right. it first here and it was everything that I could have ever dreamed of. Yes. But it came out in the US March 3rd, 2020. Yeah. So one week before the, um, and I'm, I'm actually a dual citizen, so I'm American too. Yeah. And it came out in yeah, March of 2020 and everything, of course, our dreams turned to dust and everything was shut down mm. for all those things that we were all so excited yes. about. Um, however, we all, we all pivoted and we all banded together. You're doing this now. And yes. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, there, there was a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of things that came out of the pandemic that are good, that are wonderful. Um, yes. But it was, a, I mean, and books actually sold pretty well. I think there was people, more people read, I think, you know, we were oh, stuck yeah. at home. Um, but launch stuff was, launch stuff was just such a bummer. Okay. So, so you have, so you launched in officially then in 2019, because um, mm -hmm. you're, you're with a Canadian, I mean, you're actually with uh, Simon and Schuster Canada. So it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's a Canadian publisher. Um, so tell us about before that, like you, you've obviously been writing for a long time because it, you're as a journalist, that was your job or is your job. Um, but so how did, when did you write your first book? Um, where is that book today? Tell us about kind of how you got here. All right. I'm trying to do this in, in, in as you know, brief a time as possible. So my, I wrote my first uh, short story when I was 10 years old yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be 49. So this is like how long this journey has taken. Yes. I will be 49 at the end of May. So 10 years old, I, I write a short story. I submit it to a publisher and it was my very first rejection. So I learned, I learned very young um, that I was going to re get rejected. I did not anticipate getting rejected as often as I did. It I still then, happens, even, oh, you know, oh, it right? Happens. It's, you don't get published and then stop getting rejected. I think people think that, and that is no. unfortunately not the case. It's, it's, it's just, it's part of the biz. Part totally, of the biz. totally. So I wrote, I then, I, I wrote, I wrote all through high school, through university. I kept writing, but it wasn't until I was 29 years old that I wrote my first full-length novel, which was an edgy rom-com. I used to write edgy rom-coms. I found a New York agent, my first agent, really quickly. And I, I was like, this is it. I'm that overnight success that you hear about, not on social media, it didn't even exist back then. But right. I was like, oh my God, this is you know, fabulous, fantastic. Uh, it was resoundingly rejected by all editors. Oh, yeah. And so put that to the side. I wrote Better another that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their story. Everyone yeah. has like their path. And we have our, you know, we have our bruises and we have to have our bruises. Yes. So I wrote another edgy rom-com. It too was rejected. My agents mm. and I, uh, we amicably parted ways and I was trying to think, what do I do next? What do I do next? So right. I, I, I knew then, I knew then I was never going to give up on it, getting a traditional publishing deal. There was no way. I, I would have, you know, rather died than give up um, on, on this dream because I was not going to live with regret. And I wanted this Good for you. so much. Good for me. That's what you have to yeah. do though. I mean, that is it. It's, it is, you know, you can stop. It's, it's my dad used to call it perseverance of purpose. You have to, you cannot quit. There's no way to do this if you quit. Right. Okay. Yeah, so was, now you, now when, so, so edgy rom-com. Edgy rom-com. So I, I don't even remember how old I was. I, and then I wrote two more books and they started to get darker and darker. It started to become women's <laughs> darker and darker. 
Yeah. And is this I about when your children were born? Because that's when my book started to get darker. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, it's so nice to hear that because that is, that is, that is so me. Totally. Um, and then I probably spent about eight years trying to find another agent for those books. And that yeah. didn't work. Again, so, no, so that's not working. And then I wrote Woman on the Edge. And then I signed with my agent. And then we so you wrote it and you yes. got your agent with that book. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then finally, so that was my fifth book. Yeah. And um, apologies. Can you hear my no, dog I, barking? I have one too. So don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, we're at home clearly, right? There's no, there's no he office. Might, <laughs> he might go on for a little while. He probably sees like the mail person. Coming exactly. Um, or, or a leaf is blowing. In I know. I hear you. Those <laughs> the little ones. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. So I, so with that book, I signed mm -hmm. with my agent and we, we spent three and a half years revising it. We really hardcore revised it. Um, not three and a half years of, of solid right. writing, but yeah, with time in between, but we both wanted to make sure that when I went on submission, that this time. I was not going to get rejected, but this time, this was this was going to happen, and it and it and it did it in did. in ways that I still cannot believe. Because when you have spent twenty years, I know that's a really like that's important to let's say that again. That is what it takes. You you spent twenty years. I got I kind of yeah. got goosebumps. You know, pursuing, pursuing your dream and you made it happen. I wish I had a copy of Woman on the Edge right here because I <laughs> the cover of that is also, do you have one? Oh. Of course no, it's you so sad. I have, I have like a thousand copies of, of oh. I know. <laughs> Show us the cover because that is another, that's a really fabulous cover too. This is my I love that. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. fabulous. And that was everywhere. I just, I was very impressed. That was my, I saw that book. Uh, I saw the cover, you know, a good hundred times before I Did finally you? saw this, the, yeah, before I saw the woman behind the cover. So it was everywhere, which was, which is wonderful. And I think that's, that's our community, but, but that is. I was going to say, I was going to say when you, you know, that it happened for me, I didn't do that alone. I didn't do wow. that alone. I had a, I had so many people believe in me. I had so many people helping me. Yes. I had a whole world of authors, readers, bookstagrammers, librarians, yeah. my agent, my editor, my publishing yes. team, my friends. Like, yes, there's no way. It takes I that. It yeah. takes but let's, and I agree. And thank God, I think our community is incredibly mm -hmm. generous, incredibly, uh, we're, it, what's amazing, I think, is that there is so much sort of natural, we really want each other to succeed. It's not like a reader reads four books a year. Readers read, yeah. you know, you can't write as many books as your readers want to read. So yeah. it's very natural to want well, to support. Well, you can. <laughs> No, no, I cannot. I mean, so we're, I didn't, you know, I don't even write one a year. So face, I mean, yes, somebody could be occupied with my books for a good two months, but mm -hmm. then they need other authors. So it's so fun to get to, to, you know, appreciate, yeah. read, celebrate yeah. other authors. And so that's part of, you know, that's probably why I'm doing this, but in the, the, the truth still is Sam, that when it comes down to the hours spent making that book, creating that book, you're alone. You did it alone. And, and then you, and you got, you know, you had the people around you who are like, you can do this. You're going to, you're going to make this happen for yourself, but you still do it alone. And I think that's another thing that 
is a, it is the hardest part of our job is that we can get all this wonderful, you know, feedback. We can brainstorm with each other, but really that, you know, you're by yourself. Yeah. In, in the end, yeah, there is, it, it does require some serious inner strength yeah. and drive and determination and stubbornness yeah. um, <laughs> and, and, and self-mutilation and, yeah. and you know, yeah. all those, all those right. things that just, require someone to be, to be an artist of any kind. And to be yeah. I think that's right. So, okay. So, so boil, we can bo boil this all down for us. What would, what's the one piece of advice you people who've been writing for, you know, 10 years and they have yet to sort of hit their, get their, get, make it happen. What, what's your advice? Okay, so it's not just one piece of advice. I'm sorry, I'm a long, That's, I'm a no. long talker. <laughs> Bring it. We need it. We want I'm a it. long talker. Um, okay, first of all, actually, I think I think one of the most important things to to take in is that, and and you said this, that it's 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 your journey. It is your journey. It is your path. It's not a competition, and it's not a race of any sort. The only person that I think you need to compete with is your, is yourself. You just need to better yourself. And that every author who's out there is there as your, as your people. They are there as your support. They are there to admire. They are there to learn from. It doesn't so matter. You know, when someone else gets a film deal or whatever it is, it's, it's like you said, we are sometimes even more excited for them than we would be for ourselves because it is, it shows all the endless possibilities because we know how hard they've worked to get where they are. And it's totally. awesome to see people to get what they deserve. It's awesome. Yeah. So there's, so there's that. I think um, really understand that it may not be fast. I hope it doesn't take 20 years. I really hope, but, <laughs> but, but you know, you don't know how long it's gonna take. Right. It's not gonna be easy. That no matter, no matter what, it is never, ever going to be easy. It doesn't matter if you're a number one New York Times bestseller. It doesn't right. matter. No, it that's is so never, true. ever. Yeah, it's never going to be easy. Um, and, and believe in yourself. You have to. If you have a story to tell, you need to tell it, but you need to be open to critiques. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, the magic is in the revisions. I need people to nail me to the wall. I need yeah. to be told what's not working. Um, I can't always see it myself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Good critique partners are, are so key, but that's a yeah. tricky thing too, right? Because there is a point for me after a draft is done when, you know, I hand it over to somebody who I love and trust and I, you, and you get your feedback, but even that you have to sort of filter, right? Like, it, does that, are you just sort of like spend the time and the energy to be like, does that really resonate with me? They may find the right thing that's off, but their suggestion may not be quite you know, it's so much of it is, in fact, somebody, this is such a great quote. Some, my daughter had found something in this writing, which is that it's schizophrenic, that a, the process of writing starts creatively and ends critically. So we literally are like, we had to go to the two extremes of sort of how you use your brain. And, and it, I think it, and this implies it makes us all a little crazy, which I'm not going to argue with. Oh, writers, we're, we're not, we're not completely stable. We can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at our characters and you'll know, right? Yeah. And the, and the kinds of things we like, I mean, but I don't think anybody's completely stable. What does that even mean? But I think as writers, yeah. no, we, we, 
but that's what makes us so fun. Oh, we are so much fun. And that's why we're so bonded because we see, we, we see in, in, in each other, what, you know, just the things in ourselves that are so quirky if you want and we, yeah that we kind of the one things that you sort of shield from like regular people you're just yeah they're on full display for your writer friends right you're like oh yes. yeah that's me that's the crazy yeah yeah if that's all really good advice and i i don't know if i interrupted you, Do you no fine it's fine don't worry yeah no 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 yeah no it's uh that's what i would just say i was gonna say like what you said before though with i think having any knee-jerk reaction in publishing is something you have to learn <sighs> to step away from because it is very easy. It's very easy to respond to something on social media. It's very easy to respond to an email or, or a comment. It, it's so easy because all those feelings and we're very, we are emotional, very passionate people as writers. Yes. <laughs> so, so advice too is just take, take a moment, yeah. step, step back and, and, and always remember that if you are looking for a traditional publishing deal or an indie, if you're an indie author, self-published, whatever it is, then you're also getting into this as a business. Yeah, that is right. And that is a, that's another schizophrenic part of this business, which is why it is nice to have a, an agent that you really trust because to have somebody sort of sift through that, um, that business part of it is, is hugely important, but I, I, everything it's multifaceted. This whole thing is really, now do you hear my dog? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One of them, I have three. You so have hopefully three. They don't, I do. Hopefully, oh, I've, they don't. Seen, I've seen the pictures, of course. Yes, but and in Montana, you like one one for like a normal city is you have three here. So you live in a novel. I now want to write. There's three dogs. Montana. Well, you should. I mean, like a the creepy woods story. I think you could oh. do it, Sam. I oh, think. I would, it, yeah. I, I think it, come visit and we'll uh, we'll we'll I'll take you around the 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 areas where you could set your next book, which actually brings us to my next question. What yes. is, and that actually, I want to just say first, I hate this. It's like, we're going to, we're celebrating. This is what we're celebrating, right? We're celebrating this. This is, it's here. It's out. It's, it's live. It's real. And now immediately we're going to be like, okay, what's next? What's because next? we've already read, we've read this one now and we want to know when's the next one. What are you, are you working well, on? And I think as writers though, we're so compelled to write. It's such a compulsion. It is, it is our passion that we need we need to be working on the next thing totally. you know we we have to be so i so of course i've been working on the next thing it's beginning stages it's yes. kind of that magical moment where i'm just yeah. you know figuring it all out just you know trying to i you know agent my editor is trying to figure out okay what is it we want this story to be so i will say uh it is a thriller <laughs> <laughs> okay it is i think at this point it is very dark and twisted it may be well I wouldn't say it's the most dark and twisted, but it's definitely, it's definitely a little sexier than, than mm-hmm. my previous, my previous uh, work. And it's red is... lips. And she says, yeah. she's like, ah, I'm like, okay, yes. we're ready. That husky like you, voice. You yes. Know. My husky voice and my, my, my five foot tall, you know, really. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> seem bigger right now. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm so loud. Um, I, I, and it's about it's about women seeking something different than what they have and all the dangers and risks that come with that. Which is just right up your alley. That is this, <laughs> that is right on brand for Sam Bailey. I love that. Well, that's exciting. Okay, so and we have no idea. You're in the beginning stages, so mm-hmm. we're not we're gonna we're gonna love on this one. Yeah, um, love on that one, which too. is out, um, and you have to go find it. And I love this cover, and I I hate my light that 
picks up all the, but I love this creepy. Um, I actually wanted to do this like in a, as a photograph, but I have no, weirdly, I have no rain slicker. I only have, when you're in Montana, it doesn't really rain, it only snows. So oh I my God, did you see Tessa Weggerts? Tessa Wegger, who's latest she's novel, Dead so, Yeah. Did you see her? I mean, all the bookstagrams, everyone's been so amazing, but that a fellow author, Oh, I know. Went to all the work. So she doesn't need to do that for me. And she did that. Of course, but she celebrates I mean, it. And Tessa was on the show the um a few weeks ago. Oh. She's wonderful. I am, I have there. It's this is the easiest job. I mean, it's like the best job. I mean, so I need to be writing books too, but I'm like, <laughs> I could just do this. Like I could just get one books and read them and then talk to amazing fem female authors. Um, my male friend authors are like, is there any room for another man? And I'm like- We do, I have to say the female authors. Yeah, we, we, we probably should let the guys like, like bring them in a little bit more. There, there's, there's these amazing- Oh, there Palmer, are. Dan Halle, we've got yes. all these- Awesome. S.A. Crosby. There's tons of them. I David Bell. Like we've yes, got, yeah. I know. Yeah, shout out. Been... Shout out to the men. But yeah, shout um, out to the men. But for now, there's so many um, killer women that I, yeah, that I. There's oh not, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. You gotta. Yeah. <laughs> no killer men at the moment. Um, it's but maybe it sounds, we, it sounds different. It does. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, not sorry. Um, okay, so um, watch out for her April 26th. So it's available now. Now tell us where can we find you on the web? What, what, where are your, um, where are your, so where's your social media? My, my socials? <laughs> my socials. socials. What are your socials? My socials. So uh, I'm having a new website designed that I really hope it will go live next week. <laughs> Um, you can look at my old one, but my new one is really, I love it so much. I'm really excited. It's samanthaandbailey.com uh, and Twitter and Instagram is sbaileybooks. And then on Facebook, uh, Samantha Bailey author. I must admit I'm on Instagram and Facebook quite a bit more than Twitter. Um, yeah. but I do, do, do love, love, love to connect with my readers. So yes. yeah, please, please come on by, follow me, yeah, hang, out, hang out on my feed. And go and and for sure go leave a very nice fabulous review for this fabulous book which um, was you. such a like a one night read if i had oh, if, okay. if i could have you know if i could have gotten you. to it read it any faster i i would have um but it was really so, so much fun and um it was such a treat to have you sam i i i want huge things for this i think i feel like they could make this into a fabulous movie what's netflix canada uh looking at hopefully they're they're paying attention netflix anywhere is good for me that's right exactly netflix anywhere is good for netflix, all of us lifetime. listen anyone i i would love it i would love it as we all would so that would oh be god fun. so fun so fun well anyway this is killer women i'm your host danielle gerard you can find me at daniellegerard.com on facebook at author danielle gerard and on instagram at danielle gerard books i'm <laughs> i think about that and i'm not i i have twitter but I'm terrible. I can't limit myself to that many characters. It, it never works out for me. So, and this is Sam Bailey. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time on Killer Women. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much.